If you are trying to lose weight, whether you're a bodybuilder, fitness competitor, gym rat, exercise enthusiast, or just a mom or dad trying to get in better shape, you're going to want to hear this podcast. I'm Steve Carano. Welcome to Body Performance, the podcast offering accurate information about weight loss, fitness, and bodybuilding, helping you reach your goals so you can have the body you've always wanted. Today, we're going to talk about weight loss. And this episode was inspired by a conversation I had with Dan. He's 26 years old, 5'9", and 320 pounds. And he was just fed up with trying to lose weight. So he was going to look for an online coach. And I said, hey, man, I'll be happy to counsel you for free. Don't waste your time talking to somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. So we talked for about probably 90 minutes, and we covered a great deal of relatively simple topics. We talked about the psychology and the physiology of weight loss. So I'm going to pass on our conversation and topics to you. Before I get started, a quick shout out to a new follower, that underscore eclectic brother on Instagram. And that barbecue that you're making looks insane. So probably not a good topic to talk about uh, with regards to dieting, but man, that barbecue looks amazing. My conversation with Dan, really, we were talking about what to do with regards to weight loss because he's tried and failed like so many other people. And probably for the first 15 minutes, we talked about the mental aspects of getting in shape. And we talked about getting rich and losing weight and how they are two totally different things. And I've used this analogy before. Getting rich involves luck, chance, being at the right place at the right time, knowing the right people. But getting in shape and losing weight is not luck, chance, or roll the dice. It's just knowing what to do, knowing the right things to do, and then doing them consistently. And then I spoke to him for about 15 minutes, trying to tell him that even though he's failed before, this is possible. You can do it. There is nothing holding you back. There is nothing stopping you from having a better body, other than the fact that you actually really want it. That was the most important factor I had to get across to him. Do you really want this? How badly do you want it? And what are you willing to do to get it? I know the second part, what you need to do to get it. So you have to determine the first part. Do you really want it? And are you willing to do what I tell you to do? And that is the case with so many other things, whether it's your side hustle, becoming rich, getting good at golf, whatever. You have to figure out do you really want it and what you're willing to do to get it? And unfortunately, so many times we don't know what to do to get it. We want it, but we're not sure what to do. But like Elon Musk, you just got to jump in and figure it out as you go along. Well, why waste that kind of time if you have somebody like me who can give you the answers? It'll make life so much easier. You can achieve your goals so much faster and you can have the body you want and start having some fun. One of the topics I covered was the fact that it is so simple to lose weight that nobody does it because they're wasting their time looking for that quick, easy fix, the food that will cause weight loss, that special exercise program that will do everything, that will hit that difficult spot, cause weight loss on that one part of your hip, and they just don't get the results they want, and then they get lost as they continue to search for the simple, fast, easy methods. And as we rolled through our conversation, he's like, well, that sounds pretty simple. That, that sounds pretty simple. I go, yeah, it's simple, but it's not easy. 
And the only part is, is that people are just too lazy to do what is right and do it consistently because they keep looking for the fast dollar. They keep looking for the easy way out. And there is no easy way out. There's a right way of doing it. And sometimes it involves a little time, effort, and dedication. I went on to tell him that because he was heavy, that weight loss would occur at a relatively fast pace, much faster than if he was, let's say, a 135-pound woman who needed to lose 15 pounds. He was a five foot nine, 320-pound man who was trying to lose weight. Now, to put it in perspective, if a 135-pound woman wants to lose 15 pounds, that's 11% of her body weight. 15 pounds for a 300-pound guy is only 5% of his total weight. That might not seem like a big difference, 5% versus 10% of your total body weight, but trust me, it is. The body doesn't like change, so a 5% change is pretty difficult. A 10% change is astronomical. The body likes homeostasis. It likes to stay where it is. It likes the status quo. In other words, you're 98.6. That's your body temperature. You go to 104, that's life-threatening. That's only about 5 degrees higher. Again, using the analogy of a subtle change in body weight, the body resists that change. So 5%, easy to lose, 10% of your body weight, much, much more difficult. Next, we talked about the breakdown of fats, proteins, and carbohydrates and how many calories they had. If you're a bodybuilder, you know that fat has 9 calories per gram. Carbs and proteins have 4 calories per gram. So fat has over twice the amount of calories that proteins and carbohydrates have. Alcohols have 7 calories per gram. So again, when you're having that drink, oh, and I'm not having anything that has sugar in it, yeah, no problem. Sugar's got 4 calories per gram. Alcohol has 7 calories per gram. So even though you're not taking in sugar, let's say you're not having a rum and Coke, but you're having vodka and something that doesn't have any calories in it, Yes, it is less calories, but the alcohol has seven calories per gram. And I always like it when people are saying, I'm low on sugar. I'm not eating any sugar. Hey, what did you think they make that alcohol out of? Fermented sugar, whether it's potatoes or oats or wheats, it's coming from sugar somewhere. And then I always find it interesting that people want to lose a pound of fat, but they don't know that a pound of fat is 3,500 calories. So when you start thinking about the math, two pounds of fat is 7,000 calories. And if you're going to lose that in seven days, you better create a 7,000 calorie deficit in those seven days, or you better be generating a 1,000 calorie deficit each and every day for seven days to lose two pounds. So when you hear these astronomical numbers on TV, infomercials, and things like that, you know it's bullshit. Nobody can create a 2,000 calorie deficit each and every day unless they're extremely active, they're severely cutting their caloric intake in, or they're very, very, very heavy and their metabolism and body is utilizing huge amounts of calories while at the same time they're cutting back on their caloric intake. And this is one of the reasons why Super heavy people, three, four, five hundred pounds, can lose two to three pounds a week because their metabolism is utilizing a ton of calories trying to keep that three or four or five hundred pounds alive, in addition to the fact that if they cut back on their caloric intake, that also helps. We talked about the calories burned by the body, 
and I use this analogy, nobody believes it, but it's true. And it didn't come from me. It came from a guy at MIT and Harvard. When you run 26 miles as a marathoner, the record for a marathon is two hours. You run 26 miles in two hours. That's 13 miles in an hour. That's 13 miles an hour. In other words, they're clipping along at a five-minute mile pace for two hours. And they burn 650 calories per hour, or in two hours, they burn 1,300 calories running 26 miles at 13 miles an hour, or at a five-minute mile pace. And I will say this, yes, if somebody was 300 pounds and they were running a marathon and they could do it in two hours like an Olympic marathoner, they would probably burn more than 650 calories an hour. My point of this example is this. Your body utilizes calories very slowly. It doesn't like to give up these calories because if it burned calories immediately, we probably wouldn't survive as a species. We would have to find food every five minutes in order to stay alive because our metabolism would be so fast. I also use this marathon analogy to give you an idea of how many calories you burn during your evening or afternoon cardio session. When you think about your walk around the neighborhood at night, when you think about biking at night, when you're on the treadmill walking or jogging, when you're on the elliptical or the Stairmaster, and it says you've burned 900 calories in the last 45 minutes. That is not true. It's not even close. If they gave you the real numbers of the amount of calories you burned, you wouldn't get on the machine and the companies wouldn't sell any of them. And this is where a big problem occurs. People look at that number and go, wow, I'm crushing it. I did cardio four times this week. That's 3,600 calories. Wow, I'm going to create a huge calorie deficit and I can now splurge a little bit on the weekends. And this is typically why people don't look any different in the gym. It's great that they're working out. It's great that they're doing cardio. It's great that they're doing something. It keeps those calories from accumulating. It keeps them at bay. But nobody really ever looks any different in the gym. Tell me I'm wrong. Unless somebody really knuckles down, like somebody who's sick and tired of being overweight, or somebody who's a fitness or a bodybuilding competitor, where they cut their calories significantly for long periods of time, 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks, while at the same time doing cardio for 45 minutes a day, sometimes twice a day. My point is, is that don't get fooled or lulled into thinking that you're burning huge amounts of calories just because that's what the machine says. We all know that any diet works because any diet is simply the process of taking in less calories or eating less. Now, there definitely is a difference between a diet and a healthy diet, but either way, a diet will work, even if it's a crappy diet. If you're eating poorly, fast foods, junk, things like that, and you're at a specific weight, eating less of that will cause weight loss. So what I like to do, or what I like to tell people is, let's focus on eating less of the foods you like. That will be a diet. That will cause weight loss. Then once we have gotten used to eating less, monitoring what we're eating, being aware of what we're eating, then we can create a healthy diet. Much too difficult to all of a sudden jump into a diet, make it a healthy diet, and change your entire way of eating. Too hard. Plus, you're not going to get the results because you're going to bail on it because it's just going to be too much of a drastic change. So what we want to do is 
get you eating less of the foods you like. Might not be a healthy diet, but it will be a diet. And then you can slowly incorporate better foods, remove some of the worst foods, and then you can say, wow, I'm really making some progress. I don't want to screw it up by eating more bad food. Let me eat more healthy food. This is a more gradual impact, not only on your psychology, but your physiology as well. So now you're not craving as many sugars. You can eat healthier, and it doesn't seem like such a drastic change. As Dan and I continued to talk, he kept saying, I can do that. Yeah, that makes sense. That seems rather simple. Okay, that's obvious. That's not that hard. And I kind of came to the conclusion that he is just like everybody else. People are usually too confused or so confused they don't know what to do, so they do nothing. They don't know what to do, so they're just lost because they don't know who to trust. They don't know what is bullshit and what is not. And the more they see weight loss gimmicks come and go, weight loss products come and go, foods they're supposed to eat or not eat, the more lost they get, the more confused they get. And the more confused they get, the less they're going to lose, simply because they're not going to know what to do or how long to do it. There's an old saying, if you can't dazzle them with your brilliance, you baffle them with your bullshit. And that's what the weight loss industry is. It's mostly bullshit because they have to keep coming up with gimmicks to keep business rolling. Weight loss is a business, and achieving weight loss cuts into company profits. So the weight loss industry is not really interested in having you achieve your goals. Or if you are achieving your goals, they want you eating their food and their food only. And sometimes that isn't the healthiest food there is. When you have these prepackaged snacks that are 100 calories each, yeah, that's great. You eat that, it's only 100 calories. But it's a prepackaged food and it's not very healthy. Again, better than being overweight but not necessarily as healthy as an apple. So then I told Dan, here is how you start this process. This is how everybody should start their weight loss process. When you don't know what to do, do this. Start by placing the food on your plate and then take one third of that food away. This is food you're not going to eat. These are calories you just removed from your meal. Then eat what's on your plate. It's that simple. It's that easy. Okay? Again, remember, we're not looking at a healthy diet. We're just creating a diet. And we created a diet by removing one-third of the calories you were about to eat. I tell people to do this instead of placing two-thirds of their normal amount of food on their plate. Because people are used to seeing and eating what they normally put on their plate. So for me to tell you to put two-thirds less on it doesn't really work. It's easier just to put the normal amount of food you have or you normally eat on the plate and then to slide one-third of it off. If you want to go crazy, slide one-half of it off. You can see those calories being removed from your meal. Those are calories you're not going to eat. Then you eat what's on your plate and don't feel guilty about it. Plus, people have been trained all their lives to clean their plate. When you're a kid, what are you supposed to do? Clean your plate. Clean your plate and you get to go play. Clean your plate and you get dessert. Well, that translates into being an adult, putting too much food on your plate, and then cleaning it off because that's what you've been trained to do. 
So you remove one-third to one-half of the calories from your meal by sliding those calories or that food back into the serving bowl, back into a container, back into a to-go box, and then you clean your plate, satisfy your hunger, and don't feel guilty regardless of what you ate because you know you ate less calories. Another thing that people don't seem to understand is that you want to eat enough at each meal so you satisfy your hunger. That way, you're not ready to eat something a half an hour later. And then that way, if you want something sweet to eat afterwards as a reward, you can have it. And that sweetness doesn't stimulate your appetite. It's just a reward after your dinner. Rather than not eating enough at dinner, having something sweet and having it stimulate your hunger even more. Or worse yet, having something sweet as a snack and then going bonkers eating too much of that and then eating dinner on top of it. Eat your dinner, satisfy your hunger, and then have some small dessert at the end as a reward for a great week of dieting, cardio, and exercise. Let's talk about cheat meals. You have to be careful when you're thinking about cheat meals or a day where you can loosen up your eating. Remember, we don't burn a lot of calories. You burn about 200 calories, maybe 250 calories, walking for an hour outside, and you'll cover about four miles. It's about 60 calories a mile, not a lot of calories. And if you're eating less during the week, it'll also create a calorie deficit as well. Again, 200 calories burned, 300 less calories eaten, 500 calories less for the day. Seven days later, you lose one pound. So if you blow it on the weekends by eating too much during your quote-unquote cheat day, you're going to be back to ground zero. Again, this is the reason why people don't gain any weight, but they don't lose any weight in the gym. If you're going to have some type of cheat meal or you're going to go out drinking, incorporate those calories into your daily calorie intake. So if you're eating 1,800 or 2,000 calories a day, well, 600 of those are going to be beers. Okay, that means I got 1,400 calories of eating and 600 calories of drinking. Another challenge that people have when they're losing weight is they'll have a bad day or let's say a bad dinner and they'll go out and they'll have two pieces of pizza and a beer and they'll go, man, I blew my diet. Why should I just continue? I've just blown it all. I've got, I'm going down the tubes. Forget this. There's no way I can recover. Well, that's kind of a stupid way of thinking. Think about this. Oh, I cut my finger. I should just cut the whole damn thing off. I mean, it's going to heal, right? If you cut your finger, it's going to heal. You don't just cut the whole thing off and forget about it. Same thing with a bad day of eating or a bad meal. Think about this. You're going to have 500 calories for dinner, and you go off the wagon, and you have 700 calories. Well, you didn't blow it by 700 calories. You blew it by 200 calories. You ate 200 more calories than you were planning on eating. Well, that ain't going to make you fat because we don't do the same thing every day and we don't eat the same thing every day. So it's not that big a deal if you have a bad day or a bad meal. Just regroup, recover, rein it back in and get back on the horse, get back on your plan, get back to your routine and just keep plugging away. That's how it works. That's how everything works. You don't buy a car and then go, oh shit, I got to go back to work. No, you go to work so you can buy a car. Same thing with weight loss. You're going to do it every day, day after day, week after week, month after month. It will be part of your lifestyle. And it won't necessarily be weight loss. It'll be weight maintenance 
because your body is something you do have to maintain through healthy eating, through resistance training, and through weight loss or cardiovascular activity. Again, it's not a stagnant or stationary thing. It's a proactive thing. Losing weight and maintaining your body is something you do actively. You proactively go after it like you're going after a goal, like you're trying to make money. You don't wish and hope and want and pray. That ain't the same as working. You get proactive and you go out and you do something about it. I told Dan, when you're not sure what to do, go out and take a walk. That's aggressive. That's proactive. That won't burn a ton of calories, but a 20-minute walk will burn another 60, 70, 80 calories. That's proactive. Do that twice a day, and you've got 50 and 50 or 60 and 60 or 70 and 70, depending on how far you walk and how much you weigh, and you've burned an extra 150 calories. There's your additional active calorie utilization. You are taking control of your weight loss in addition to eating less. And pretty soon, it's so simple, it magically begins to happen, and you didn't have to starve yourself to death. You didn't have to sacrifice. Nobody told you you could never eat chocolate again. Nobody said, oh, I got to give up drinking forever. You just gradually cut back on the foods you liked, became aware of what you were eating, and then gradually and slowly began to incorporate a healthier diet or healthier foods into your eating. And if you never want to incorporate healthier foods, nobody's making you. Just eat less of the foods you like. Now, this is going to take effort. It's not going to magically happen. You have to be aware of what you're eating. You have to plan your workouts. You got to plan your walks. You got to plan your meal. Remember Arnold's famous quote when somebody said, I would never want to look like you. And he replied, don't worry, you won't. This is because bodybuilders live on a schedule of eating and exercise. They plan their meals. They prepare their meals. They schedule time to work out. It's a priority. They schedule their cheat meals. And they make arrangements beforehand by eating less for a few days before that cheat meal. And then they go to the gym and they might work out a little harder that week to burn it off. Pretty simple concepts to implement. Concepts and principles that are actually going to work and give you the results you want. Let me wrap this up by telling you how your calories are burned, where your calories are utilized. 70 to 90% of your calories are used by your metabolism, just keeping you alive. Meaning if you were lying in bed for 24 hours, these are the calories that your body would need to stay alive. And this is why people who are very, very heavy 300, 400, 500 pounds overweight, they have to eat a lot of food to keep that body alive. They have to maintain that type of weight and that takes effort and that takes calories. So people like that, if they just cut back on the foods they're eating, they don't even have to eat healthier. They just have to eat less of the foods they're eating and they will automatically lose weight. But it goes back to the beginning of this podcast. How badly do you want it and do you believe it can occur? Those are the two most important things before you start any of this stuff. Do you want it and do you believe it can occur? 70 to 90% of your calories are utilized by metabolism. Probably another 10% are utilized by digestion and then a very small amount of calories are used through normal daily movement. That's getting out of bed, showering, driving the car, things like that. 
And it's that small percentage of calories, that one to two percent of calories that we eat every day that are not utilized to accumulate slowly and gradually to cause us to gain weight. Remember, 100 extra calories a day is 10 pounds gained in a year. In five years, you'd be 50 pounds overweight. And weight gain doesn't happen like that. It's even more imperceptible. It's 20 extra calories a day or two pounds gained in a year, or actually less than that, 10 extra calories a day, one pound gained a year. So after 20 or 30 years, you're 20 or 30 pounds overweight. So when you go back to your class reunion, everybody looks like they ate their dog and their neighbor. This is why I say weight gain is the slow, gradual accumulation of a small amount of calories over a long period of time. And if you can get down to your target weight through eating less, eating healthier, and incorporating some type of exercise, once you reach your target weight, you can then loosen your diet, eat more of the foods you like, cheat a little bit, because then you're going to work out, do your walk, do your workouts, and those are going to burn up the extra calories that are normally hanging around to make us overweight. And you don't have to burn up that many. You just have to burn up those few extras that are going to make you fat over the long haul, but if you get rid of them, they will not. And finally, here's the last weight loss concept I will leave you with today. Christmas is coming. This means that every year when the end of the year comes, and that's when Christmas occurs, we reflect on the year that's passed, and we think of all the things we did and we should have done or the things we should have done better. It's a time of reflection. And you're going to say to yourself, man, had I started in January, I would have had a year under my belt. Had I started in August, I would have had six months under my belt. But you know what? If you start it January 1st, Christmas is coming. If you start it the day after Christmas, Christmas is coming. Christmas is always coming. That means you always have a chance to start your weight loss program or restart your weight loss program and begin the weight loss process to have the body you've always wanted. Don't get caught up in the hype, the misinformation, and the hope, the wishing, and the wanting, and the whining. I've just given you a simple game plan to help you achieve your goals. Now, go chase down your dreams. Go chase down your better body. I'm Steve Tarano, and this is Body Performance.